episode 72 ooh 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 just the two of us and welcome into the benches clear podcast where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports i am jesse gutierrez and i represent the side of the san francisco giants who won a perfect three and oh last week and i'm tyler co representing the los angeles dodgers who went two and one give us one more week one more week give us two more weeks <laughs> All we need is two. Pick number three, my lord. Pick number two, my lord. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't know how long we're gonna do this uh, until we just realize that Oral Horschizer doesn't know what he's talking about, and the Giants oh. are just gonna be up top the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. I just, what point are we gonna get there? You know. Um, this actually might be the biggest test coming up, uh, which we'll get into later with the. Crazy tough schedule for the Giants this next week, um, but yeah, let's just bask in the glory. Um, there was why only it, a three game. Why is it crazy tough? Because you have four games against the Dodgers. Is that why it's crazy tough? That's hmm. part okay. of it. But then they also play the Cardinals with the lineup with Arenado and Goldschmidt, so they will play the Giants better than anybody because they cannot contain those two guys. Um, that's just the way it is. Tupac. Um, yeah, um, I, I think I, first we should just mention that it's um, a, a three and oh week because obviously the all star break just happened. We took an extra day off like, you know, baseball is doing took some days off, but we are back today. Today games are happening. This is before the games happening on a Friday. Um, so we don't know what's you're listening to this on a Saturday. So we don't know what happened last night yet. So um, three and a week excited to get back into baseball, but we do need to talk about the All-Star break just for a second. I mean, who can really get too excited about the All-Star game? But it was the okay. Run, the home run derby was cool in the first round. Yeah. And then after Shohei was out, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter anymore. I was – no, I was I was team Trey Mancini, and I was really hoping for him to get, get some yeah. love. But, of course, Pete Alonso just won. It was just like, okay, whatever. It, it was pr- – Pete Alonso was pretty impressive. I saw a lot he of was, people yeah. like – Oh, he repeated. I don't think it's so much that he repeated because there was that gap year in between. But, mm-hmm. I mean, dude was just hitting bombs. Yeah. One after the other. I mean, it was pretty Nukes. impressive. But after after Shohei was out, I mean, I just wanted him to go far just for the story because they were playing it up so much, you know. That's but, how it always happens. He's not like a batting practice guy. So – I mean, to expect him to all of a sudden just, just yeah. Once it went to the swing off, just... I knew it was over. But it was pretty impressive because when he first started in the first round, the first probably five balls he hit were just line drives and on the ground, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is mm. going to be like when Matt Kemp was in the Derby, and I was so excited, and he hit like one home run." And <laughs> right, it was like right, such right. a letdown. But then he he started putting it on, so at least at least he made it fun. At least it yeah. wasn't like a total letdown. So. And big ups to my dude, Caleb Berger, uh, our dude friend of the pod. Um, he really wants to go back to the 10 out format instead of this time thing. How are you feeling about it? I wouldn't mind it because it was, it was, it did feel pretty long. Right. I'm not going to lie. It, That's it what I'm saying. I, I, I like that format better too, the 10 outs. Plus it's just cool where, you know, I mean, you could just go on a run of five, six home runs and you're good. Right. And if you get right. tired, you just take a few pitches. I mean, yeah. 
but I think then will be, you know, it's just one of you stretch it out longer. That means more commercials, you know, more <laughs> advertising revenue. So then add another round. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, do what you got. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, but you're having problems with these guys ducking the all-star game anyways in the home run derby. So that's kind of hard to do. Uh, but while we're talking about the all-star game, I think we need to do a quick get this out of the way. A fuck you of the week. I know it's been talked a, a lot around baseball, but I want to talk about it again. Because fuck Stephen A. Smith, and you can quote me on that, brought to you by Farhan. Um, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't – like, that. that's that's kind of the problem with, you know, interpreters and, and the way that um, things are viewed. Um, I, I don't know if you remember in, in 2012, um, Melky Cabrera was the uh, all-star MVP – and I'm guessing he felt a bunch of pressure to not have an interpreter with him. So he goes out there and they're asking him questions and he's just not understanding because English is the second language and it's a high stress. I mean, not high stress, but a, you're on a high, you know, and, and, and a bunch of people watching, they're asking him questions, probably couldn't hear that well. And he's answering the wrong thing. I don't understand the problem why anyone would have a problem with someone using an interpreter to, to not be misquoted. Cause I mean, you could, think something means something and, you know, in the, a different context means something else, you know, right. you'll be able to see these guys' personalities and you, instead of yes, uh-huh, that's what I'm talking about. Like you'll be able to, they'll be able to talk how they talk normally because that's their native language. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's well, dumb as fuck. The, the other thing too is Shohei Otani speaks English. He speaks English with his teammates. Mm-hmm. He speaks, there's a video of him giving like a or a press conference in English, and if you watch the uh, the next morning after the All Star game when Jeff Passan was on, there's talking, and Shohei just doesn't speak English publicly. Mm. So whether that just means he's uncomfortable and you know he doesn't feel like his his English is good enough to constantly be doing press conferences and interviews in English, whatever, he can speak English. He just chooses not to. And even if he couldn't speak English, who the fuck cares? Right. How would that hurt the game in any way? He is the best. He is is the best player, baseball player on the planet. He is the most interesting baseball player on the planet. He's the first. And I'm tired of this Babe Ruth comparison because Babe Ruth didn't really pitch all that much when he started becoming like a phenomenal hitter. Mm -hmm. He didn't. Shohei Otani is the first we've ever seen of this caliber, ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if he speaks English, if he doesn't, whatever. Who the fuck cares? The right. dude can play, and he's the best player on the planet. Yes, I I think, I mean, you taking comparing to what he's doing and how incredible that is, uh, I think you probably have to give him that. Um, you know, it. I just, the only thing with Shohei that, that, that bugs me, is now that we're off the Stephen A thing, because I mean, I think there's nothing really else that needs to be said. Stephen A is just an idiot. Anytime he speaks about baseball, it's just like, I'm, I'm done. Like, just stick to, you know, obviously, it seems like he watches football and basketball pretty extensively because at least, you know, it just anytime he has any baseball or MMA takes, he just doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. So I think he's just trying to push his persona to try to be that guy. Um, so to take anything that he has to say to do with baseball, even something as cultural as what's good for the game is just ridiculous. Um, 
But now that we're off of him, there's one thing about Shohei that kind of bugs me just a little bit. One thing that people are starting to get into is they're saying how underrated he is and how we're not appreciating what he's doing. Calm the fuck down. This dude, this dude is talked about more than any player except maybe Tatis right now uh, in baseball. I think he deserves it. I, I'm, I'm not mad about it. I think what he's doing is incredible, but let's stop with the, it's underrated. It's not appreciated. Everyone's appreciating it. Everyone's talking about it as well as they should. It wasn't until this year, but I don't think he really lived because he was struggling at Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is going to take him a little bit to get acclimated to it. I mean, I think that's, that's normal. I don't think it should be held against him, but I think even on this, this podcast, we've talked about how I think he should just be a, you know, a closer and then, you know, hit the shit out of the ball um you know because it just seemed like he wasn't getting it then he had the tommy john and it just wasn't going good for him he's just kept on getting hurt out there just didn't seem like it was going to turn the corner but he's bet on himself he's turned the corner and fuck dude it's yeah. it's pretty incredible if like later in his career he ends up going to the national league and or any time in his career and he's playing outfield or first base comes in in the ninth, closes it down, and he's hitting four or five times a game. I mean, it, it's That'd incredible. Be incredible. That would yeah, still – that would be very incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. he, he's a great defensive outfielder, and he's a pretty good first baseman too. I mean, he really, he really? can do it all. Yeah. God, that's insane. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. But just like this pod, everyone else seems to appreciate Shohei – and keep yes. appreciate him because that man is a is a gem. Yes, he is not underrated. He's properly rated, which is incredible. Um, let's go to something that is underrated though, which is the San Francisco Giants going a perfect three and zero oh against the Washington Nationals. You're such a fucking um, loser. It is so underrated. It is. It is. They keep underrated. Feeling... You have Giants underrated. fans being like, "Well, underrated. this isn't that good." What isn't that good? The Giants going to you know that how can that be underrated? That's perfectly rated. I'm saying I'm saying the Giants season as a whole. I'm just saying that we went three and zero, but we're we're Everyone's underrated. Giving team. them the respect. Everyone still no 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 no. They are baby. not, and honestly, I don't want I don't want them to because the thing is, is when the Giants start having expectations, is In when they start everyone's our rankings. I guarantee you, they're in the top three. In every single platform's power rankings. Yeah. Well, you would think that the best record in baseball should be number one. So, but my my thing is is every single time we turn the corner, it's well the Dodgers are going to win the division. The the it's going to be the Padres and the Dodgers up top. And I can maybe see the Dodgers. I, I get what you're saying. Um, but the Padres haven't shown shit. I I, okay, I don't. I see... will I will give you this, and this is not just me trying to agree with you because I yeah. hate the fucking Giants. Agreed. But I have seen a lot of people still pushing the narrative Dodgers Padres Dodgers Padres 100% the Padres haven't shown me shit nothing zero they're six games back why why are we like they're so good they're a powerhouse i mean it depends it. what they do at the deadline that that could turn it around for them but yeah but then then someone else is going to get hurt and then their fans are going to talk about how it's not fair because other guys are hurt even though the giants and dodgers have had more players in the aisle than them so, uh, I, I don't know. They haven't shown shit. So, fuck them. You can quote me on that as well. But Giants just 
here's the thing though with 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 the sweep of the Washington Nationals um the way it was set up you needed to take the series there was no way that they could lose the series I mean the pitching matchups were very lopsided we didn't get Scherzer um we we had our our top two guys Disco and um and, and Gosman right there so that those needed to be wins um you know, Webb just came back from the IL. He's starting to build up. He's actually pitching tonight. I'm hoping he goes a little bit deeper in the game, but he's still getting ramped up. So we will see what happens there. Um, but was, I mean, there's nothing. Was was Gosman supposed to pitch tonight? He was supposed to pitch tonight. He is on a, um, emergency a family, family emergency leave. leave. So hopefully everything is okay with that. Um, you know, there's certain things that are a lot more important than pitching a baseball game, um, yeah. even in the high stakes. So for him to go and take care of that, it must be something serious. So uh, thoughts and prayers to him, you know, got to take care of family first. So um, completely get it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Webb goes a little bit deeper today. Um, hope everything is is more hoping that everything's good with Kevin Gauss and his family. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really you can break. I mean, they were a beaten down Nationals team that you should have swept, and they did. And that's what they need to do um, to when you have the advantage, take advantage of it and kill it. Um, I'm going to run through really quick stud and dead of the week. Um, this one's going to hurt. This feels like uh, uh, daddy's giving a spanking. And it's one of those things where like it hurts me more than it hurts you. If that makes sense. Yeah. The biggest um, lie parents ever told. Uh huh. Right. Um, but in this case, it is 100% true. I unfortunately have to give my dud to my man crush, Steven Duggar. Um, he's struggling, man. Hitting 71. On base percentage, 71. Slugging, 71. He is not hitting the ball hard. He is not hitting the ball. He's not um, hitting the ball at all. At all. And he's striking out half the time. Seven strikeouts, 14 plate appearances. So... Gotta turn that around, my guy. Um, done talking about that because I'm done bad mouthing Stephen Duggar um, because I hate it. It's like the worst time. So, but what I will do, I remember I said something about um, Alex Dickerson is going to be set of the week. He is not, but he's he's still starting to heat up and still finding he's he's solid. But I have to give my stud to someone who I've I don't say bad mouth too hard, but have not been very favorable to. And who is proving me dead wrong, and I'm loving it. My best friend, Kirk Casale, killing it this week. Stud yep. hitting 625 with a couple of bombs, slugging 1.6. I mean, right now, you're not missing. You're like, Posey, hey, take the, all the time off you need. Casale's hot. Let him do him. Uh, Bart did look good in, in the games uh, that the game that he played. Um, but yes, Kirk Casale. Um, I think I might be wrong in my prediction. I think uh, from the beginning of the year, I think Casale might. They, I don't think they're going to want to change the um, the dynamic of the clubhouse. They might do something even crazier, which we will get into because we're going to do a little bit of trade deadline talk. But that's a little bit later in the show. But yeah. yes, first, Giants are still in first place. It's a grand old first, time. It's a jet. It's a Jetsons gay old time. First, we got to talk about some <clears throat> some real shit. Um, Real quick, just let me find my place here. Okay, perfect. So for the Dodgers, I'm gonna start off stud and dud of the week. Let's just let's just get it out real quick. Get it I'm going out. dud get first. Out. Cody Bellinger, just dud it off all over the place. Yeah, he's still he's still 
He's basically hitting below the Jesse line, like we talked about for the week. Uh-huh. Jesse line's under 100. When I uh, when I when I when I take you like 400 foot dead center when we do this thing, what are you gonna like? And like you can't even like, what are you gonna do with your life at that point? Well, that's never gonna happen, so I don't have to worry about it. Cody Bellinger, one for 12, one home run, one walk in the three games against Arizona before the break. Dude just looks lost. I mean, I've been saying it. I don't want to say all year because he hasn't really played that much. The dude just looks lost. He's mm. taking huge daddy hacks. He's swinging for the fences, and he just he just doesn't look good. But I'll tell you who does look good. Someone who I I shit on pretty frequently, and I enjoy it usually. Uh, the NL Player of the Week, AJ Pollock. Oh, went okay. seven for eleven, three home runs, and mm. three walks in the series against Arizona. Dude has been mashing the ball the last two or three weeks. So, and this is something we'll talk about in trade rumors. I keep saying, seeing things, you know, Dodgers trade for a big outfielder. I keep like Joey Gallo gets, you know, waved around a lot. Why? They have three solid outfielders. Where the fuck is Joey Gallo going to slot in? I don't, I don't get it. Um, But anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a moment, but let's talk about the Arizona series. Um, the first game, pretty forgettable. Uh, Dodgers lost, of course, two to five. But that brings us to Saturday's game, mm. and we all remember Saturday's game. Dodgers win twenty-two to one. Do we really remember it though? I mean, there was there was eight ding dongs. Most importantly, my boy Albert Pujols taking Josh Reddick deep. <laughs> God, that felt good. Fuck Josh Reddick, that piece of shit. Uh, <clears throat> Dude, I don't know where to go was, with that. Like, it was such a fun game, so fun. And the thing is, I was watching UFC 264 while watching the game, so I was right. just nonstop action for hours on end, and it was great. Uh, is it though when it gets to that point? I feel like it's not nonstop action at that point. When there are position players in, it's like. I mean, yeah, you don't you I'm I'm not like one of those guys that's like, oh, just roll over and die, still play your shit. But at the same time, are we gonna get excited over twenty-two runs? Like well, there was there was a point. Well, so I I'm forget sorry. who it was. I think it was Lux. Lux hit a three-run triple, if I'm not mistaken. He hit a base clearing triple. And it was one of those things where like he had to take the triple because the ball caroms along the wall. You know, you want to go station to station, but like you can't just go station and have the guy sitting at the bag for 15 seconds waiting for the ball to come in. Nah. But then no, try to tag runs, up. Yeah. He tried to tag up on a fly ball, like in the, in the right field. And like Dino evil had to like stop him because we were up like 20 to one at that point. But no, it, it was fun. Seeing cool host tee off on Josh Reddick. That was fun. I will admit it was. Okay. Um, and then close it to Josh Reddick. So, Closing out the series with a win, that that was big. You know, we lost the first game and the Giants swept, so we lost the game in the division. Uh, Padres shit the bed going into the break, too, so yeah, that's always nice, knowing they're six back. Um, yeah, I mean, short week. So the Dodgers opening up tonight or Friday night in Colorado. Bit of a scare this afternoon. 
Didn't know if the game was going to happen, but it looks like Chichi Gonzalez is going to start for the Rockies. Uh, four players on the Rockies got placed on the COVID list. Uh, Jeez. Seems like there's been a little bit of an outbreak from the All-Star game, so not good news for the Dodgers. You know, if they're playing a team that's having an outbreak, hopefully they can kind of skip all that bullshit. Uh, the team is over 85% vaccinated, so hopefully that helps. Um, but I think it's going to be big to take all three games in Colorado. Colorado hasn't been playing too terrible as of late, um, but the Dodgers do play pretty well in Colorado, and the team, you know, is down a couple guys. So, and we're putting out – we need to at least win two. We need to win the Urias game and the Bueller game. David Price is going to close out the series. First time he's probably going to be really stretched out. Maybe we see him for five innings. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then. Yeah. Colorado actually has, has a, has a winning record at home. So they're they're They do well at home. Yeah. So it's not just like a, a diamondback game where it's like, if they, you, you got to win the series or you suck. Like that's it, very possible that they lose the series and it's not that huge of a deal. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we have a pretty good lineup coming in and we're getting our, our two starting pitchers out there who are, mm-hmm. are, are good. Um, so, you know, we need to take two out of three. We need to win the series. Hopefully we can go for the sweep. And to talk about the Giants outlook for next week, um, the Giants do have three in St. Louis. <laughs> I know the Cardinals have been struggling, but because Nolan Arenado and Goldschmidt are on that fucking team, it's just – it, it's it seems like an uphill battle, honestly. Um, I hope somehow that they they win that series and at least split with the Dodgers. If they lose a series, maybe take three or four from the Dodgers. I don't know. So I'm 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 hoping for a what is that four and three week? Um, yeah, I mean, who knows when Gosman's coming back? Um, you know, it, it, this could be a thing where he's, you know. Uh, starting the first game against the Dodgers. Um, it could be sometime during the Dodgers series, or he might not come back until after. Um, but that's, it's, this is a huge week coming up and then followed by another huge week. So um, Giants need a stand packed. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're going for this week. One thing I did want to mention really quick with the Giants, uh, Drew Robinson. Um, I think we, we followed his story pretty closely here. Um, he is, I don't know if he was released or he's retiring. Um, what 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 exactly was decided? But he is going to be stepping in a role um, with the Giants organization, uh, being an advocate for mental health. Um, it was great to follow his journey, his his, his AAA highs, um, you know, hitting some bombs and, and and everything that was going on. It's really great to see him fit into something that he's going to do some um, you know help people and do some really good within the game. Um, really excited to see what comes of it. And yeah, man. Let me send Drew Robinson, man. I'm wishing nothing but well. Me too. I love that dude. I'm bummed that he is retiring because, you know, you you want the the feel-good story of him, you know, cracking the big league lineup, but very happy right. that he's finding something that he's going to slot into very well and, you know, make a difference in the game. So, right. Sad to see him go, but, you know, he's got on to bigger and better things. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. Let me start it off. So the second part – of the Dodgers and Giants outlook for next week is a critical four game series 
at Chavez Ravine. It's going to be critical for the Dodgers to take three out of four. No matter what mm. happens in the series prior, Dodgers critical, are going to win the huh? series. Critical. Wow. Absolutely critical. Any chance you can take to gain a game is, is huge. That's a big swing, splitting the series and winning the series. <clears throat> the only thing that I'm curious about is what are the pitching matchups going to be? Because it looks like we're, I mean, we're definitely going to get Gosman, you know, as long as all his family stuff, if he's able to come back, he's obviously right. going to be well rested. We're going to get Gosman. We're going to get Iscafani, your boy. Yeah. It seems like um, Discalfani is um, like a monster to the rest of the league, but for some reason the Dodgers, he's having a tough time figuring them out. Um, the, I mean, the last start against them, he was better, but he was not as dominant. Um, but yeah, looking for him to continue to get better against the Dodgers. Yeah, and for, for the Dodgers, I'm assuming Tony Gonson's going to go. Um, Julio should be on rest. Euler maybe closes out the series, and maybe at some point Kershaw comes back from the I.L., that would be ideal, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just looking forward to a to a series with the Giants. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be nothing better. Intense, yeah. There really is. I, th- the- I think that this is going to be. I mean, the only uh, I mean, it's going to be all pitchers minus you know one from each rotation. Obviously, the 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 starter that the Dodgers are going to miss is Johnny Cueto, uh, which could go either way. Um, Cueto does pitch pretty good against the Dodgers, so that kind of sucks. Um, but Logan Webb does pretty well against them too. So I'm I'm guessing it's going to be uh, Disco, um, Gosman. I mean, not in this order, but Disco, Gosman, Webb, and uh, Alex Wood. So I don't know. I think Alex will probably open the series, but um, yeah, I, I I like our chances of at least going two of four. I feel like that's the most likely scenario. Um, you know, obviously everyone's hoping for a three or four or, or, uh, you know, a sweep, but that's pretty, you know, um, I guess bold to, um, to, to predict. So I'm, I'm going to think these guys split. I'm going to think these guys split and I hope that the giants can, uh, can conquer Arenado and, 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 and win the series. There's no way they're sweeping the team. It'd be a miracle if they, if they win the series. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a split there. Yeah. And Alex Lincoln's I mean, is going to be hot as shit. He is going to be hot. Coming in hot. I'm going to say the Dodgers take two of three from the Rockies. I don't think they get the sweep. And I'm going to say the Dodgers go three or four with the Giants. I don't know. Gonna, at- I, think my bo- I think my boys are going to come in hot. And- I, think, I think Dick Fever is sweeping uh, San Francisco. And Dick Fever, um, the, the plague of Dick Fever is going to come in and just beat the shit out of the Dodgers. And we're going to get a split. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, but who knows? The Dodgers could make a splash before the Giant series. It brings us to our, to our Go next there. segment. We got we got, Go we there. got a little trade, a little trade talk going on. Um, yeah. I think now more than ever, and Andrew Friedman uh, echoed this as well because July is it. You know, there's that's not just the non-waiver trade deadline. Now it's just the trade deadline. That's it. Really? There's no non-waiver trade deadline? I did not know that. That's yeah, really huge. That, they started that last year. Oh, is that forever saying. gone? Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a 2020 thing. I know nope. they didn't do that last year, but I, oh, wow. I no, thought so like Scherzer, 
for me, I thought Scherzer was it was going to go, but it was going to take the Nationals to to wise up till August. Um, you know, because it, it was going to take them like, okay, we're still six games out at the end of August. You know, um, so then they were going to end up trading him. So, shit, yeah, that, that is that's that would they would have to re- they would have to put him on waivers because it, it used to be. I understand July that, but teams was teams did that still. I mean, they did that with Bryce Harper. They did that with yeah, um, but with someone, with Justin someone, Verlander. Someone would pick him up. No, someone would pick him up, and they'd have to make a trade, and they would just disagree with nobody. I mean, they would just right. agree with nobody. It, there was ways around it. Teams did it with with big name guys. I mean, Justin Verlander was yeah, traded right. to the Astros, you know. So that it happens, but that's what I thought it was going to take because I feel like the Nationals still think that they have a shot to to make the playoffs. So they're holding on to Max Scherzer. But in August, when they're six games back and three games under 500, they're going to be like, all right, right, fuck it. Let's at least get something for him. Yeah, no, that that is no longer the case. Wow. So, so this is this is it. Scherzer so, might not be traded. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what the Dodgers are going to do, but I'm also yes. curious what the stupid stinky Giants are going to do. So we'll we'll, nice. we'll have you really really nice disc. Stupid stinky giants. Yeah. I hope you didn't stay up too late thinking of that one. Um, I, I think got better on two two thirty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm really yeah. We're gonna go. Let's, let, we're, we're going to go a relief pitcher, a starting pitcher, and a, a position player of choice. Um, we're, um, I mean, obviously these guys have to be available. Um, this is actual predictions, so this is not just something throwing up there like crazy. You're not trading for, you know, Fernando Tatis for nobody. Um, so we will, um, yeah, let's, t- Tyler, who's your first guy? Who, who, who are the Dodgers picking up for X guy? I, so I'm not going to say who... I really want. I think I'm going realm of possibility. Who I really yes, think realm of possibility. Yes. Um, I think starting pitcher. I think it's between Charlie Morton of the Braves. Charlie Morton has been talks, right? Right. Right. And John Gray of the Rockies. I think okay. those are. I think those are the two. Um, you know, some other names have come up. Um, Danny Duffy of the Royals has been a big one. Uh, Hendricks from the Cubs. Also, Cole Hamels tomorrow, I believe, or no, today, actually, the 16th, he was having that pitching showcase. Dodgers are going to have some scouts there. Um, so that would just be funny to me if the Dodgers finally got Cole Hamels after every year <laughs> the trade deadline saying they were going to get Just talking him. about him. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, but I think realistically it's going to be Charlie Morton. But I'm curious because, you know, the, the Braves did trade for Jock Peterson. Um, and I saw someone on Twitter make a great point that in two weeks, if the Braves are even further behind, they can flip Jock Peterson. So I don't think Charlie Morton, that trade would happen until the very a couple end. days before the deadline, because I right. think the Braves are trying to get some guys to see if they can turn it around and they're going to be on a very short lease before it's just a complete fire sale. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the Dodgers do need to trade for someone like yesterday. Just, you know, an innings either. We talked about maybe, you know, Tyler Anderson, that sort of thing. Um, but yes, I think Charlie Morton, right after Acuna went down, um, which is something that you never want to see, uh, I just thought, damn, the Braves should probably just start flipping guys. You know, they, they have a really strong um, farm system. And if they just add to it, they, they'll be in play for a uh, World Series run next year. But this year yeah. is just shot for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they might be sellers at the deadline, yeah. too, which my, is fucking My prediction 
of a rematch of the NLCS seems uh, very unlikely. Right. Very right. unlikely. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with starting pitcher because I think that's gonna be a blockbuster. Um, that's what I got here. So um, I'm gonna go relief pitching first. I'm gonna go Raziel Iglesias is gonna come from the Angels. Uh, if he's not a rental, he might have one more year on his contract. Um, but I don't think he would cost that much. I think he would cost maybe a Connor Menez plus a mid-level prospect like a Tristan Beck. That's where I th- think that would uh, w- would be able to um, you know seal Iglesias away because I mean they only gave up I believe a mid-level prospect to get him, and that was buying him high. He was like the shit in Cincinnati. So to have him kind of struggle in Anaheim, but then he's obviously started to pick it up and has looked really good. I think he would be um, you know buying you know a little lower but at the same time guys might be calling on him so you might have to give two you know you know you free up that 40-man spot with Cotter Menez plus he has a lot of potential and you got a um you know a, a solid prospect in Tristan Beck so that's who I got relief coming to the San Francisco Giants happened done deal yeah and I, I just was thinking about it it really sucks that the Cincinnati Reds are closing in on the division I think they're only mm-hmm. like four games out and they're right behind San Diego in the wild card, I believe. Because Luis mm-hmm. Castillo a couple weeks ago was very much an idea for the Dodgers to go after. But now that right. door has seemingly been slammed shut. And also just because I see Scherzer on the TV, there's no way in hell I think the Dodgers trade for Max Scherzer. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think they would want too much and Scherzer wouldn't want to sign an extension. And... I just don't see it think, happening. No, I think they said that Scott Boris said he would only get traded, waive his no trade clause, if they did sign an extension. That's, what, I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Because I thought you said Scherzer would want, wouldn't sign an extension. No, he would want an extension. Yeah, and teams would teams would extend him. Are you kidding me? A four-year extension? I, I, He'll at I least get down that, to the market. But because the Dodgers don't know what's going on with fucking jackass Trevor Bauer – Right and his contract and you know a a guy who helped start this fucking mess. I, I don't think they can commit, <clears throat> you know, 150 million dollars when they don't know if that salary for oh, Bauer is going to be if alleviated or what. Um, right, 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 but, right. But anywho, going going into, I'll go I'll go relief pitcher here. I think the Dodgers go after. Greg Kimbrell. I think okay. that's who that's who they want to go after. But I don't know if they can get the deal done without it being a package deal. He's owed a lot of money. I- I'm sorry, but there's t- there they were fire selling trying to get rid of money. I don't think Craig Kimbrell is going to cost as much as people are saying. I honestly don't think he's going to cost a Kiebert Ruiz. I think he'll cost oh, there's, maybe there's no way. DJ. Yeah, I, I think he will cost maybe. A, a DJ Peters or a mid-level prospect and the Dodgers probably have to take all that money, which I think they're okay with. I don't think it'll take much to get them, honestly, unless I, teams just, just start very, getting bidding wars. I'm just very worried that because I believe the Giants are going to go after Chris Bryant, that the Cubs really want to package Kimbrell and Bryant together and maximize what they can get out of it. But if the Dodgers can just right. go straight Craig Kimbrell, it just takes someone on the 40 man. And I think, you know, DJ Peters, that would be lovely. I would love to see him gone and a low level prospect, but 
I don't necessarily see it happening. It's in the realm of possibility, sure. I just right, I just right, don't right. know if it's gonna happen. Um yeah, and, and and since we you brought up the Chris Bryant trade, that would be my position player would be a Chris Bryant. Now let me say I don't think they're gonna trade for a uh, um a uh, a position player honestly um i think at the realm of needs position players would be at the bottom of the list yes anyone can use a chris bryant he comes on the team he's the best position player on that team um i just don't know if they're going to be outbid because i don't think they're, they're willing to give up as much for a rental i do believe chris bryant will be wearing um you know black and orange in 2022 I think that's the, the the his approach plays multiple positions. Um, you know, stick him in left field for 2022, and then give him third base after Longoria's con- uh, contract goes up. I, I think he'll he's eventually going to be a giant. But I am going to say if they get any position player that they go after him because he's a rental and he might not cost that much. Maybe guys don't want to give up that much shit, so that he will cost like an I believe he will cost like an Austin Slater, um, and a couple of prospects, maybe like a, a Sean Jelly. Um, and maybe like a lower prospect if you throw in like a Diego Rincones um, or, you know, someone along those lines, maybe like a Jalen Davis. I don't know. Not sure what the Cubs are looking for, but I think the the main package deal would be around Sean Jelly. Um, he's like a 15 prospect. He's, he's you know, I, I think that could that could steer Chris Bryant. I mean, uh, get us Chris Bryant um, along with a couple of little pieces. And that would be great because I love me some Chris Bryant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at the Dodgers' active roster here. Um, <laughs> the active roster. Your your boy, uh, Jimmy Scherfe, is now net yeah. Scherfe. He is now yeah, a Los Angeles Dodger. Yeah, he is on the active roster. Yeah, he was picked up mm-hmm. on waivers. Yeah. Other um, uh, um, other other roster moves. My man, the famous Jay Jackson, is now uh, with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, yeah, he's really good uh, numbers in AAA. Really excited to see him out of the bullpen. See if he can make us not go get Iglesias and, and, and shut shit down. 18 strikeouts, 11 innings. What's up? No one cares. Uh, for the Dodgers, <laughs> a position player, I see a lot of people saying – I think I've seen a lot of people saying we need a left-handed bat. Right. I don't see it. I, I really don't. I mean – right. People love to hate on Matt Beatty, but I think Matt Beatty can be pretty clutch. And then you right. have McKinstry. And then when you when Corey Seager comes back, you'll have Lux. Lux might not start every day at second base. Chris Taylor is playing second base. Then you have Lux on the bench. It's three lefties. I mean, sure, Joey Gallo is a better left-handed bat. Right. But do you really want to take Joey Gallo on and have him platoon with A.J. Pollock out in – left field no right that's what i'm saying like some of the like the chris bryan trade and someone like joey gallo yeah they might be a tick better than maybe who you got there now i mean chris bryan obviously would be i think a little bit more of an uptick um but you're you have the most home runs in baseball you know dodgers they have a great offense do you really want to take some of your farm system to add to your offense when you have glaring holes in your starting rotation, both teams, like you're going to yeah. take care of that. And yeah, I mean, if Chris Bryant is available and you know, it doesn't cost that much. Yeah, sure. You'll go for him. But the thing is, is there's, there's teams that need a third baseman. The white Sox need a third baseman right now because uh, Mankata has been out. 
So they also need a they, second baseman. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I think that they're going to be like, uh, we'll do more than a Sean jelly. We'll give you a little bit more. We need Chris Bryant. And then the giants were like, uh, we have the most home runs in baseball with the outfield we have now. I think we're okay. I'm not yeah. giving up fucking any of our top 100 prospects. So no, I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. And when Corey Seager comes back, there's going to be some roster moves. I think the Dodgers just drop a pitcher, a bullpen guy, and keep the bench mm-hmm. the same. But I'm fine going into the postseason. I keep seeing people like Albert Pujols' time is coming to an end. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Albert Pujols is going to be on the roster, make the postseason roster. That's just going to be what Postseason it is. legend. That's what you yeah. want. I mean, you don't know what someone's going to do in the postseason. You know what Albert's going to do. Albert's going to give you have some big knocks that's just big facts um yeah so um to my to my last guy this is going to be a blockbuster and let me just set it up just a little bit um farhan has been talking about um need for need trades um a team that is not ready just yet and has an influx of starting pitching um, is the Miami Marlins. They, um, Sixto Sanchez, they, uh, you know, a bunch of guys coming up, um, and they don't have, uh, catching depth. They don't, they, they don't have any big catchers coming up. So I'm going to propose a blockbuster trade. Okay. The giants don't want to give up any of their top 100 prospects, but they would, if it was somebody with a lot of um, club control and who is worth it. And this guy is the giants are trading. For Trevor Rogers from the Miami Marlins and are sending over Joey Bart, Hunter Bishop, and Nick Sweeney. Man. Blockbuster trade. I mean, that, the Giants pretty big. The the it's a need for need. Obviously, the Giants don't have starting pitching depth and a lot of catching depth right now. Um, they and as far as giving up a prospect, Buster Posey's been doing um, you know, better. Than anyone expected. I think he's good for at least a couple, another couple of years. Then last year's first round pick was Patrick Bailey. Um, you know, Ricardo uh, Genovis has been killing it in the lower levels of the um, of the minor leagues. So, in a couple of years, those guys might be knocking on the door. And Joey, if Joey Bar can get you a, a like a number one, like Trevor Rogers, you throw in a little bit of Hunter Bishop in there, maybe in another prospect in there. I think that might be able to get the job done because the Marlins aren't going to be ready to compete for at least another year or two. And that way, Trevor Rogers' deal would probably be another couple, only a couple years good, uh, left on the deal before he's a free agent. So yeah, I just that's don't where I'm see going. Them, I don't see them willing to part with Rogers. I think he might be one of their untouchables. Believe it. Believe it. Okay. Every, everyone is, is up for grabs for the right package. Um, and I believe that's a very good package with Bart Bishop. And, uh, you know, Sweeney might even throw another guy in there if they need it. Maybe yeah. even uh, um, instead of Sweeney, throwing an Alexander Canario. That gets a deal well, done. I think you do it. We'll find out. It's going to be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of talk, even for the Dodgers, like Jose Barrios from the Twins. But they're saying they want a 40-man guy and two, I think they said two top 30 organization prospects. That's not There's no fucking – a 40-man guy? Okay, Jose Barrios, I'll, I'll give you one right now. You ready? I'm saying um, for the Dodgers, dog. No one's oh, taking so. Kiebert. Kiebert is not going no, no, no. anywhere. A top 30 guy. 
that's not a problem if, if it's not a top five or top 10 guy. If it's like a, a 10 to 15, maybe get one that's closer to 10, one guy that's like a 10. Like for us, it would be like a Sean Jelly. And then you throw in a lower guy like, um, you know, uh, fucking maybe you throw in Ricardo Genovese in there. And then you throw and then your your 40 man guy is someone like an Austin Slater, someone they have a lot of um, you know, depth in the outfield. So you throw in an Austin Slater or a Jalen Davis, send him back to uh, Minnesota. Um, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I'd be cool if the Dodgers got Kent Maeda back. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. I, and if if the Dodgers also if the Dodgers really want a left handed bat off the bench, you know who they get? In two weeks, with Jock Peterson, baby, <laughs> when the when the Braves fucking suck shit for the next two weeks, right? I'll just trade for Morton and Peterson. There you go. There's your left-handed. There bat. it is. Swoop. There it is. Perfect platoon in left field. You know, let the Padres go get Joey Gallo and still finish suck. in third place. Yeah. Even though they just scored ten runs against the Nationals, but that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> that's one game. Yeah. <laughs> they still okay. suck. Fuck them. Anyways. As always, this episode is brought to you by Renovation Candle Company, where now all spring and summer candles are 50% off. Just use promo code 50BLOWOUT at checkout. Get some summer candles before they're gone until next year. Fall is coming pretty quick. Yeah, summer blowout. Frozen. It's a frozen reference. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Good flick. Uh, small company, Disney. Check them out. They're really great. Um, yes, Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform as well as YouTube, please. And yeah, follow us on Instagram, Benches Cleared Podcast, on Twitter, Benches Cleared P, and on TikTok, Benches Cleared. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be seeing you guys next week. Hopefully there's some trades by then. If not, we'll see you.